I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Hey, horror fans. Welcome to Be Afraid, hosted by Steve and Steve. You can find us on Instagram at Be Afraid Horror Podcast. Um, we are asking if you may uh, lock into YouTube. And when you check out our videos, if you can leave us some likes and comments, uh, comments how you feel about the episodes, um, maybe what you want to see coming up. Also, uh, if you can log into Apple Music and Spotify, throw us a couple five-star ratings. We'd be very grateful. Today, we will be continuing with our Halloween films that are going to be leading up to October 14th with the release of Halloween Ends. And today, we'll be talking about Halloween Remake by Rob Zombie in 2007. This is Rob Zombie's Halloween 2007. Um, this movie, I think like half the people love it, half the people hate it. But um, like I just said, the director is um, the director who had the balls to take on this on, on directing this film was Rob Zombie. Again, like I said, I don't know who else would because Halloween, as me and Steve always say, is one of the best horror movies of all time. So to to have that in you to go, I'm gonna go and remake this. It takes some guts. He's also made uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil Rejects, Three from Hell, uh, Lords of Salem. So he's he's made a bunch of movies, but he's also known for his music in White Zombie and his solo stuff with Rob Zombie. Um, actually, the funny thing is, before reinventing this film, Rob Zombie he was actually he he went up to John Carpenter and he informed him that he was going to do it, and Carpenter encouraged Rob, Rob Zombie to make it his own film, which he kind of did. Uh, the film stars Malcolm, McDon Ma Malcolm McDonald, Tyler Maine, and Cherry Moon Zombie. Uh, Malcolm McDonald takes over the role of Dr. Sam Loomis. Tyler Maine is taking over, over the role of Michael Myers, a.k.a. The Shape. And Cherry Moon Zombie plays Myers' mother. I thought all three of them did a terrific job, by the way, but we'll get into that later. Um, the plot, it's nearly two decades after being committed to a mental institution for killing his stepfather and older sister. Michael Myers breaks out intent on returning to the town of Haddonfield, Illinois. He returns, he arrives in his hometown on Halloween with the purpose of hunting down his younger sister, Lori. The only thing standing between Michael and his Halloween night of bloody carnage is psychologist Dr. Sam Loomis. Uh, yeah, so this movie, it was supposed to come out in 2005, but it was... Uh, it was pushed back a little bit. I, well, it was supposed to be started being filmed in 2005, but it was pushed back a little bit because the the man who uh, was the producer of all eight first films, Mustafa Akkad, ended up dying as a result from terrorist attacks in Jordan in uh, 2005. So, yeah, uh, like I was just saying, I think that this movie is is phenomenal. Um, I'm not even saying, like, I, I the last time I saw this movie was maybe a decade ago or so, and I thought it was a really good movie. I think it's a great movie. Um, I moved it up in my Halloween rankings. I think I had it at like like fifth or sixth place or somewhere before. Now I'm, I'm gonna place it in third. Um, the original Halloween three, and then this. So again, like I said, I, I watched it, and it just shows how much Rob Zombie cares about horror. And if you've seen Rob Zombie's House and Cribs, it's just like you walk in, horror posters, horror memorabilia, um, DVDs, Blu-rays all over. And again, um, so it just shows how much he cares, especially going up to John Carpenter and letting him know that he was going to do it. And Carpenter having faith in him, saying, yeah, I have no problem with this, but do your own film. Don't copy me. 
add what you want to add to it, and that's what he ended up doing. He made a, we'll go into this too, but he put a whole new starting half into the movie that wasn't even talked about in the first film. Um, so, yeah, so this is a top three Halloween movie for me. Steve, how did you feel viewing the movie this time? That same thing um, that I like it a lot more this time than when I originally saw it. And um, uh, that actually helped a lot because I hadn't seen it since 2007 when it originally came out. So now it has the nostalgia factor in it, which we all know is a very powerful thing. When uh, something's nostalgic, you automatically like it more. So now uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween is very nostalgic to me because I didn't see it since the release. Um, and I completely agree about how Rob Zombie, you know, it takes balls to do, uh, to take on such a project, uh, even if it wasn't his idea, to just agree to it. And um, that's cool that he went up to John Carpenter, and that's exactly what we got, his version of it. And at the same time, because um, what's kind of cool is, like, you get two movies in this movie. You get um, the first half, it's like a really Rob Zombie, you know, uh, typical movie, which is, um, you know, if you've seen his other movies, you know what to expect. And I would argue that's actually the more entertaining half. I like the first half a lot more than the second half. Um, so we get like two movies. We get a Rob Zombie movie in the beginning with like a Michael origin story, which whether you, you wanted to hear it or not, um, you know, if you are going to have an origin story of Michael, this is a pretty cool one, a uh, pretty good one, you know, to tell without, um, you know, making up like crazy things about cults or anything. Um, so yeah, I enjoy the fact that, that you get Rob Zombie's vision and then in the second half, you get a tribute to John Carpenter. And um, by the end, though, I, I did kind of want it to, like, just end already. Um, not because I was bored or, like, I thought it was badly made, but I just, like, I didn't think it, it brought that much new to the table when it came to remaking the events of the first one. Um, like, kind of like the shot-for-shot shot parts. But the original Rob Zombie part in the beginning, I loved from beginning to end. And like you said, the actors are phenomenal. Like, I couldn't think of a, a better cast. Like, whoever casted this movie deserves an award because... Um, Malcolm McDowell is uh, perfect as Loomis. I liked him a lot in this, and uh, you know how much I like Dr. Loomis in the original, so my standards were, were high, my expectations, and um, Malcolm McDowell does a great job in it. Uh, so does um, Brad Dorof as Sheriff Brackett, which is also genius casting. Um, Annie, uh, played by Danielle Harris, uh, now fully grown. Um, Linda, the, uh, the dad... Uh, Lori's mom and dad were great uh, the actors that played them you, you got like a real sense of like a family and like you know that dynamic and like the mom and the daughter had like good chemistry they were funny uh they were realistic and nobody acts in this movie like like they're in like a, a cheesy slasher um because I haven't really seen that many other Rob Zombie movies but from what I've seen in like trailers I thought that the the acting would be like very like kind of like corny and like over the top and there are some over the top lines in this like some very like you know, they go out their way to curse a lot and the script could be a little funny sometimes but when it comes to the actual acting uh, like line delivering and just like emoting um you know facial expressions and all that everybody does really good in this uh, especially uh sherry moon zombie who i was actually blown away um how much she got me to like care about her and like feel for her and like i actually almost cried when um when she killed herself especially the first time when i originally saw it the first time i, I, I saw the movie i remember that being a really heart-wrenching scene and then this time around all these years later it's still I still felt that like I felt horrible for her and that scene when when Michael kills the nurse I think that's one of the best done scenes in like all of horror not just in the Halloween series that that scene was very powerful 
and um, like seeing like with the sound off and uh, Dr. Loomis and, and Michael's mom about to leave peacefully through the elevator, like not knowing that Michael's, you know, about to kill somebody. And then like uh, abruptly they get, you know, they see everybody running towards uh, Michael's room and, you know, and, and there's a panic and, and Dr. Loomis is like, what happened? What happened? That whole scene I just thought was very, very well done. And again, you feel for the mom, you, you see her, you see the mom crying and screaming and, um, you know, they, they do like the, the sound effect, like it's like a slow motion with no sound, whatever. Rob Zombie did for that scene. It just works very well, and you just feel for the mom. And um, another thing he does very well, including in that scene, is when somebody's being killed, it's like it makes you uncomfortable, and it's like very disturbing, and it's like you're not supposed to be enjoying this. It's it's like a good reminder that, like, yeah, this is a Hollywood entertaining movie, but when it comes down to it, this is a person killing like an innocent person in a really brutal way. Um, you know, he he has no remorse, and it's just. He, he films it in a way where you're uncomfortable and you feel like you're actually watching a, a murder play out. So it's not like a cool, like, oh, I can't wait for this death scene. These actually, you kind of, like, want to look away and you feel bad for the person. So, um, yeah, Rob Zombie brings a lot to, like, the, the Halloween um, lore by, by just, you know, making it, like, like more of, like, a, like I, I don't want to say tragic. Yeah, tragic, actually. It, like, making everything more tragic. Seeing people get killed, um, seeing... Uh, how it affects the mom, how it affects Dr. Loomis, um, him killed uh, uh, the janitor. Like when it comes to like the actual emotional trauma and like psychological, like all that stuff that um, in the first one, it's really, you know, because they leave everything like vague and like you don't really uh, know why he's doing what, he, what he's doing. And, you know, it's the best movie of all time. But at the same time, um, you, you don't really feel like that bad for the characters and stuff because it's not, it doesn't uh, touch on those themes like, um, you know, the effect of, of, of like the family and like the mom and and seeing the mom eventually kill herself like stuff like that where where you see how this really affects like uh in the series they do it a little more later on we see how it affects the town but in rob zombies halloween we really get to see how this affected his family and and just the, all the people around him and it's really tragic honestly so i love it for for uh, the brutality of it uh the entertainment because it's really it's really an entertainment movie from beginning to uh to finish um the music it's well shot the kills are, are really good even though they're uncomfortable to watch um but yeah mostly i like it for for bringing out that side the 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 human side of like you know seeing seeing um the psychological turmoil that it causes mom and and dr loomis which they did in the original too but in this one uh you kind of see a little more of why dr loomis is so frustrated and eventually gives up so and that's another thing that remakes a lot did in the 2000s um they would they would feel like in order for it to be more realistic, they had to explain things. So in this one, you see uh, why Dr. Loomis got a gun. Um, you see where, where um, Michael got the mask from like a boyfriend instead of buying at a store, um, which is still kind of like a random mask for somebody to have. Um, so yeah, so it's people could get mad and say that like, oh, you don't need to know all this about Michael, but that's really the trend of remakes uh, back in the day, I think, is they felt like things had to be more realistic and like spoon-fed to people. And this was just, um, this is just doing just that, but I think it did a very good job at it. Yeah, and obviously, like I said before, like Carpenter was told to change it up. He says, "Do your own thing." Yeah. So e even the creator of Halloween wanted it to be changed. Exactly. Like not that he wanted to see something different, but or something something added to it. But um, yeah, the, the fine thing is, like you said, like the first half was a lot more. I guess it's more entertaining than the second half. Yeah. Um, and uh, the second half it just seemed like it was squeezed in there just to kind of reshoot the first movie a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, the funny thing is, the movie was distributed by the Weinstein Company, 
And Rob Zombie said that he originally wanted to make the whole movie just the first half. Just extend that. And they would not do that. They said you need to add him in as who he was in the first one. So again, he wanted to do the first, he wanted to make two movies. Uh, the first one being him as a child becoming Michael Myers in the hospital, like becoming the evil. And not that he's born with it, but he, he's born with it. But, uh, and then the second film would be like the second half of this movie. But, uh, and Rob Zombie also said that he hated working with the wine scenes, that they would critique him over everything and that they, they wouldn't trust him at all. And they would come up to him because he didn't even want to film the second one because they said it was so much trouble filming the first one, but that the first one became a, a little bit of a hit. So it did really well. So he decided to film the second one. So he went to go do it. And he said, even while filming the second one, they would just keep showing him scenes of Halloween, the, like his Halloween. And pointing out to him, be like, yeah, this is where you should do this better, blah, blah, blah. And Rob Zombie was just looking at him and be like, yeah, you know what? I, I've seen this film before because I made it. So you don't need to keep showing it to me over and over again. But, uh, yeah, I agree that with Sherry Moon Zombie, I think Sherry Moon Zombie is a very underrated actress. I don't think she's great in any way. She was really good in this role. But, um... I think people just hate her because of, I guess they think zombie overuses her in films. And I, I don't I don't know why, I, I don't get the hate with her. Like I said, I've, I've never seen like, whether it's Devil Rejects or House of a Thousand Corpses or Lords of Salem, I've never seen a movie with her that I didn't like her character in it. So yeah, but I, I thought she did a great job. Um, that it's difficult watching it because you do feel for the characters, you're right, because you see this woman who, her life's obviously shit to begin with. She's a, um, she's working a, I'm not saying, maybe we have some viewers that are strippers. Like, strippers work really hard. Like, I mean, I, I was a server for eight years. Like, I said, it's difficult. It's difficult being in that guest service um, job, the customer service job. It's, it's difficult. And especially, again, doing what she's doing and then coming home, she has the abusive husband played by William Forsey and she has the uh, again she has the daughter that's dating I don't think that guy was like really that much of a dirtbag like her boyfriend but she comes home she's obviously struggling to make a little bit of money she's um her son there's stuff going on with Michael at school where again he needs to start going to see a doctor because of what he's been doing um, he's been killing animals on the side he's been torturing animals so all this stuff happens, and then he goes to, then her whole family, her daughter and her boyfriend are murdered by her son. Now he goes to a mental asylum, and he goes to that hospital, and she's praying for him, hoping for him to get better, hoping for some sort of light. And years later, he ends up killing someone else inside the hospital. So you, you understand how that affects her. Yeah. And it, there's really no point she sees no point in life anymore. Like, everything is ruined. Everything is gone. And uh, you, you're not supposed to understand why Michael Myers is like that. So how could she understand? But, uh, yeah, and the cast, like Steve was saying, unbelievable. Like, the, the, the supporting cast, there's never a, never a time when I'm watching this film where I'm not being entertained. Yeah. Like I said, it, it's the... There's a horror movie, expendable movie out there called Death House, which is... Absolutely terrible. But this is, to me, it's a real horror movie, expendable movie. Um, and he normally, I feel like, 
Uh, Zombie normally does that. He normally puts a great cast together. And like Steve was saying, Brad Dorif, um, the voice of Chucky, plays Lee Brackett. Genius. Um, Genius casting. Yep. Clint Howard, um, who who is Ron Howard's brother. He is the doctor. He's the doctor in the asylum. He plays uh, the ice cream man in the horror movie, the ice cream man. You got Danny Trejo, oh, wow. who's a prison guard. And again, they, they you know what? They told... They told originally Rob Zombie, they told him that we're going to have to take this out of the film to release it with the drowning scene. And he said that that's not going to happen. He goes, you're going to keep it in the film because that shows how uncompassionate Michael is. Yeah, that scene was because, brutal. Yeah, but yep. Because like every other death before that that you see, he's killing people because they've done something wrong to him. Yep. They, he kills the family because, again, his sister's a dirtbag to him, his Obviously, stepfather's a horrible human being. Um, they have a, even the nurse in the hospital. She, she has that one line where she's looking at the baby and she goes, oh, so cute. Must not be re- related to you. It wasn't, yeah. even like a jo- it wasn't even like a joking matter. It was like her telling him that he's a fucking disgusting person. Yeah. So, so again, like every kill that he, and, and the kid, uh, that was a brutal scene too. The kid in the beginning where, oh, yeah. where he beats him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that again, like the, the ultimate like bully too. Um, they did really good, a really good job at just portraying bullies in this. Oh, him and the stepdad, and I also liked like the dark comedy. I mean, the dark humor, kind of like the um, when he kills the dad, he's so drunk that he doesn't even notice that that he's been duct taped to the chair, and then he cuts his throat. So that's pretty cool, like little revenge, and at the same time, like making fun of like you know the character for being a dirtbag, like so drunk he doesn't even notice he was duct taped. <laughs> Yeah, and you're right. It's just it's it's so brutal. Like I said, you, you feel like it, when the kid gets bashed in the back of the head, like making the sandwich, like the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like you feel that. You, you feel when um, when Mrs. Stroh's when like her neck gets broken. Oh yeah. And again, like, and that's part of his animal instinct. Like he's like he's like breaking a rabbit a rabbit's neck, you know. Yeah, and, and why why it really works too is uh, what we always talk about is um, they made us care for the characters. Um, Lori's mom was a sweetheart. She was, like, funny and so, like, cute and nice and bubbly. And then to see her get killed that way, same with the dad. The dad was, like, funny, always cracking jokes. Um, it, I don't even it, think you... It, it's so much harder when you see them get killed because of that. I don't even think you you see the Shrodes in the first one, right? Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you see the beginning. You see um, you see uh, the Myers parents for, like, a second. And yeah. that's it. But, um... Yeah, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, no, it's just, it's all those kills and like the same kill that they took directly. Like I, the, the second part I liked because they redid the original, but they changed it up just, just enough. Like I said, it wasn't like a hundred percent remake. There was a uh, certain scenes in there where, um, I want to say, uh, like the scene where they stab Bob in the in the chest yeah. and hang him up on the wall. That's like the exact same scene from the original. Yeah. There's a scene where um, Loomis is leaving the hospital and telling them, call the Haddonfield police. No, they're saying, call the police, tell them what's going on, tell them where he's going. And like, how are we supposed to know where he's going? And he's like, of course he's going to Haddonfield. And like, again, that's taken from the original. Yeah, that was but almost, they did... almost line for line. Yeah, and... PJ Souls walking around going totally, totally like that. They took that from there. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> she she said totally about three times, but then they but then they did change it up. They, like the, the ending was different. 
Um, it, it changed up a little bit. They also had the, uh, what else? Um, again, you got to meet the Strodes. That, that was a big change in, in the film. You didn't really know the Strodes beforehand. And they didn't just do it as like, a, like oh, the cool little Easter egg. Here are the Strodes. They actually made them like fleshed out characters that, like I said before, you actually cared about. And then when they died, it, you know, it hit really hard. Yeah, and, and do you know who, who played Mrs. Strodes? She looks familiar. That was Dee Wallace. That was, uh... Oh, wow. Scream. What's the werewolf movie with E.T.'s mom in it? Yeah, the yeah, Howling, yeah. Horror, yep. straight ahead. Yes. And, wow. uh, and, and Cujo. But, yeah. uh... Yeah, yep, so you had Dee Wallace there. You had, uh, as Steve mentioned before, Danielle Harris, who became a huge, a huge Scream queen, came back, and she played a different actress. I, I, I think she actually heard about this movie at a horror convention beforehand. And then she told her agent, and her agent went out and asked uh, around, asked uh, whoever was, I guess, casting for the movie if she could be in it. Oh. So she wasn't originally picked to be in it. She actually went out there and went around and asked. So she's in it. Um, who else? It, it, there's, there's a bunch of people. You had a... Uh, the guy from, uh, from Keenan and Kel, the dad. Yeah, Ken Forey. Yeah, mm -hmm. Ken Forey plays Big Joe Grizzly. Um, again, one of my top three characters of all time. That awesome I love hair. that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, amazing hair. I love that line in the movie where they pull up and like you got Tom Sawyer blasting and and the, from Rush and he walks into the bathroom. He goes into the gas station bathroom and Mars banging on the door and he just responds, "Hey, buddy, just got to give you a heads up. I got a Taco Supreme talking back at me, <laughs> so I'm gonna take. A, I'm gonna be a while here. So do you uh, you mind waiting somewhere else and letting this? Uh, what is it? Look." Let me pass his beast in peace. <laughs> and that was an interesting little touch here to Michael Myers, seeing his how disgusting his feet are and his toes, and then uh, him having long hair. Uh, when it comes to the physical appearance, I, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting additions that Rob Zombie gave us. Well, they, they were saying that too, because they were saying that um, he was, again, he was very dirty in this one. He got dirtier as it went on, because, like, again, is, is Michael Myers, like, really stopping the shower and clean his hands? <laughs> Like that, 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 that's something that makes sense in this movie. And again, like they say that people with mental health disorders, uh, again, usually they have bad hygiene. And again, it's a clear indication of a serious m m mental illness. So yeah, that's so what that, I mean by um, uh, people could could get mad because um, the, uh, the appeal of Michael is not knowing uh, anything about him. Um, at at this time when this movie came out, a lot of movies were doing that where it was just like everything had to be very. You know, quote unquote realistic. So yeah, Michael Myers would be, you know, um, have really bad hygiene and have like, you know, toenails that he needs to cut and look like a troll and need a haircut. You know, so um, yeah, that's that's just you know you can't fault Rob Zombie for that or or whatever. That's that was the trend of remakes back in the day. They they thought everything needed to be you know very realistic. Yeah, and he was menacing too. He he was huge. Oh yeah, this is the scariest Michael. Yeah, and like I, I, I like I actually like how the first half of the film he's not wearing the mask. Yeah, me too. He he's just wearing those masks that he makes to hide his face inside the, uh, inside the hospital. Another really cool addition. Um, Michael likes to make masks. That that's that's kind of like you know that fits in. I like that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was great. Like I said, uh, he, I, and it all worked out because, zombie is, again, he's very passionate about horror. So he's it's it. I think originally Oliver Stone was going to direct it, and I like Oliver Stone films, but who would I rather see make a Halloween movie? Of course, Zombie. Yeah. Um, again, and he also was going to say, Zombie is 
He oh, one more person that was awesome in this movie that 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 I didn't talk about yet is probably my second favorite character in the movie is like I said, William Forsythe, who plays the uh, the abusive step stepfather. Yeah. So so a after after Big Joe Grizzly, he's my favorite character. I, I like again, to call him. Um... Mr. He did not just say that because he just says all the inappropriate lines that like you could uh, you know you could think of yeah. and without having a filter you'll just like say it like when he says the thing about the daughter's ass I was like come on man yeah yep yeah. <laughs> like, your daughter's got a nice little dumper whatever he says like he did not just say that <laughs> yeah and then, and then the wife's like chairman's like what did you say he goes you heard me here we go hey you really but, feel uh, for her and that's um that's what he did really good at um like. He showed a broken household, but somehow a, still a, a loving and sweet mom that, you know, is just a victim of, you know, circumstances. Like, nothing is really her fault. She's trying her best. The mom doesn't even show a hint of evil or, or abuse towards Michael. So that, that was really cleverly done, showing that, you know, a house could be broken and still have, like, a mom that, that you know, cares and uh, means well. Yeah, it's definitely, like, life could be, I mean, I, I, I don't know many people like that. Um, I don't think I know any people in that situation, I, I, maybe I do. I just don't know it. But life can be difficult, and sometimes you're you're in a shitty situation, and you're just making mistakes. Like you you get the wrong guy, or you again um, whatever it may be. Maybe your job is shit, but it's not always your fault. So that doesn't necessarily make you a bad person, of course. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but um, that robs out again. A key thing of having Zombie do this. All Zom, all of his movies have great music in it. I, I, I know you touched on the music before, mm -hmm. but um, Devil's Rejects is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. And this soundtrack was great, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I know that, like I said, Rob Zombie's original band was White Zombie. And I know that a big influence of White Zombie was, was Kiss. And they're playing the song Gods of Thunder in the beginning of the movie. And that's why I, I believe, if I'm not wrong, this movie... First half takes place in the 70s, second half takes place in the 90s, I believe. If, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't pick up on, on the time where I should have paid attention. Just going by the way they're dressed and by the music yeah. playing and, yeah, yep. Yeah. And like in the first one, they're watching um, the old home videos on the, uh, on, on the uh, film projector. Yeah. So I, I, I'm assuming the first one takes place in the set. I think like it's supposed to be like maybe a decade or so after when the original first one was supposed to take place. And again, they but, were watching uh, the, the original thing on TV. That was a cool little tribute. Yeah, they're watching the original thing on TV. They were also, um, while babysitting Tori, uh, while babysitting Tommy um, and Lindsay, Lori is watching um, House on Haunted Hill, the mm -hmm. Vincent Price one from the 50s. That's probably my favorite, even more so than Psycho and stuff. I think Has on Hill is my favorite um, horror movie from that era. Oh wow! And the the remake of Has on Hill is it's fun too. It's an entertaining movie. It's not scary, but it's it, it's exciting. And uh, that stars I think Tay Diggs is in that, and um, Bridget Wilson, and Ali Lauder, and a Chris Kattan, and a couple other people. Chris Kattan so, in a horror movie? Yeah, yep. He's uh, he's in Has on Hill. Yep. Yeah, but, but um, another thing, just like the thing, uh, they, they played the thing on TV, like in the original, an another um, small tribute that I noticed, um, it's kind of a callback to the original movie, um, at the end when when um, Michael and Lori, uh, this time they both fall out of the porch uh, uh, onto the backyard on the back um, 
Uh, whereas in the first one, it was just Michael. When you see him fall out, and then and then when uh, Loomis looks outside, he's not there anymore. This time, both Michael and Lori fall together. So I thought that was a pretty cool, like little um, callback. Yeah, they just they definitely changed it up a little bit, like I said. But uh, let's say I feel like um, one thing that they added this one that was that wasn't in the original that was that was in the original when they made it for a TV version is the whole hospital scene with uh, with Michael and. Um, Loomis in the hospital because they had to cut scenes out for the TV version in the late 70s. So Carpenter reshot scenes in a hospital with Loomis and Michael. Again, Rob Zombie knew that, so he added that into there. Yeah, but, that's what um, I mean by uh, this one. You really see the effect that, that it has on Loomis. Um, as much as we love Donald Pleasant, uh, this Loomis, I feel like, has a lot more uh, to work with. Like, you actually see him, like, slowly, like, you know, at first he's, like, hopeful and you hear... Um, you know, the hope in his voice, and then as it goes on, you just start to see him, like, like feel like a failure and then eventually give up. So they, they did Loomis very well in this. Well, that's like, I forgot what the line is, but in the original, it's like, well, for the first X amount of years, I tried to help him. For the second X amount of years, I tried to keep him locked up because yeah. I knew that he was pure evil and there's nothing that I could do. Yeah, so but, this one um, shows it doesn't tell, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. But get, get, getting back to the whole soundtrack thing, again, they were playing Kiss, and again, a major influence on White Zombie, so it makes sense that that's why they were playing that. Um, they had Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper, which is also from the original. They played it during a different scene, um, but it was in the original when Lori and Annie are driving around smoking pot, which is also in Scream, where uh, Billy is crawling um, crawling into her window. Um Alice Cooper had a had a song. I forgot what the song was. I think "Only Woman Bleeds" in it by Alice Cooper. Nazareth. I think Nazareth was a great great scene with uh, with Nazareth while they're playing "Love Hurts." Well, again, like that's the perfect song for her stripping scene. Mm. Again, it was and like it and it's like going back and forth from her to Michael with the trick or treating and stuff like that, sitting there eating candy but by himself. And I, I thought that worked out great. Um, again, like I said, they had Tom Sawyer that was blasting right when Michael got out of the asylum and was uh, going to the get and, and at the gas station. Um, they had Peter Frampton in there, and of course they had the Halloween theme song. So again, like I, I can't I can't say more about this like soundtrack other than like because I'm a big classic rock guy. They're playing "Baby I Love Your Way." I, I mentioned Peter Frampton. They're playing that while they're. Um, while Michael's killing the mouse in the beginning and they're all in the kitchen and like like me and Steve were just saying the father was being a complete scumbag saying every horrible thing that you could say. <laughs> and again, like I being a that my three favorite th things like that like I could talk about forever are classic rock, horror, and basketball. So when you put classic rock into horror films like this and the devil rejects, I could just go on and on and on. But again, so I really like that touch to it. Yeah, and um, uh, also, uh, respect for Rob Zombie, uh, again, with how Carpenter told him make it his own. Um, he did that, but also, obviously, he knew that he had Halloween fans to please, so he did the callbacks and the tributes and the Easter eggs, whatever. Um, but he did that not in like, a, in like, all right, here you go, you know, like, uh, you wanted this, here, you have it. He, he did it, like, in, in his own way. He switched things up enough uh, for it to be, like, a whole new movie, actually, while telling the same story. Um, I'm talking about the second half right now. 
Uh, when yeah. Annie, when Annie and Lori meet up with uh, Sheriff Brackett in the original movie, it's them two in the car smoking, and they approach uh, Brackett while he's on foot outside. Uh, in this movie, um, it's uh, Brackett is patrolling and he's driving, and he approaches Annie and Lori on foot. So you know, it's like a small little thing to to switch around, but you know, you're not gonna be watching a shot for shot remake, which a lot of people don't like. Uh, you know, you think of the Psycho remake with Vince Vaughn. But, um, so yeah, like, and then also, um, Michael in this one doesn't drive, but you still get the scene where they see him stalking them on the daytime and walking home from school, and then they scream, like, hey, creep, whatever, um, and he, this time he's just standing there, um, but still, again, it's a callback to that scene where, like, oh, I think that, that guy's been following us, whatever, and then they, they scream something, and then he, you know, he stands there awkwardly and then walks away. Same thing as the original, he, he stopped the car, um, when they scream something, and then he drove away, so, uh, it's like recreating the scenes, but switching up enough for it to not be a shot for shot remake, which I really uh, appreciate a lot. Yeah, I, I, you said the little things that just got me thinking of Pulp Fiction, where he's like, you know, it's the little things. You, know? <laughs> you, 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 you go to Amsterdam, you get a beer there, you know? You get a, a beer at the movie theater. You know, it's not a paper cup, it, it's, it's a glass bottle of beer. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they, they call it Big Mac, they call it a Royale with cheese. <laughs> but um, but uh, <laughs> that got me thinking about that. But I think, like, um, I think like going forward, like I like this movie so much that seeing the sequel, again, again, same thing. I give them credit with Halloween two for one reason. It's nothing like Halloween two, the original. So again, like I give them credit for ch trying to change that one up too. But I didn't like. For I, I haven't seen it in years. Like I said, I own three copies of it. I don't know why, but I haven't seen it again in like a decade, and I absolutely hate that movie. But I think originally I bought a copy to I bought a copy to um, just to have it because I collect, and then someone gave me a copy for some reason, and then I got a copy in the Halloween Blu-ray set. But um, yeah, so we'll be watching that for the next show. But like I said, I have a feeling that I'm gonna liking this one so much more. I'll probably hate that one a little bit more. Yeah, because that's I'm really why. Way. That's really why we hated that one so much back in the day. Uh, I mean, speaking for myself, and I bet you also. I was really, really excited for Halloween, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Like, um, the hype for that was probably, like, as big as, like, almost, like, The Dark Knight or, like, you know, I'm trying to think of the movies that, that I was just super hyped for. But, um, yeah, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, uh, I was so excited for it. I saw it in theaters the night it came out. I was actually on a date, and, and we walked out of it because of how bad it was. Um, but the fact that the first one was so good is why is why um, the second one was so bad because, you know, we, you, we just came out of, like, a great movie and it's like, all right, this is awesome. We have a new Michael Myers timeline. They did a good job of the reboot. What's next? You know, we're hoping to get a bunch of movies out of this, like a whole series out of the Rob Zombie. And then just in the second one, it's already ruined. That's what makes it so disappointing. What sucks, too, that night, I remember I met Steve, like, maybe a few months before he went on that date. And it wasn't really a date. Steve was getting ready to propose. And they sat down in the theater. I remember Steve telling me that he blamed her that the movie was so terrible. Yeah. And he broke up with her. Yeah. I was uh, just about to pop the question. And then uh, yeah. Michael Myers started stabbing Octavia Spencer over and over again in the, in the, yeah. in the hospital scene. That, that comical scene where he just stabs her so many times that it's like... That's actually... I'm not even kidding. That's actually when we walked away. And that was in the very beginning. Yeah. It was still okay until you saw the unicorn. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and we're, by the way, we're, we're just joking, by the way. <laughs> now, now this is true, <laughs> but, um, but there was that great again. Like, 
that scene, like, they had the white horse. It was, like, there. I think the one thing, again, like, I love music, so even though I hated the movie, they're playing, like, nice and white satin in the background. <laughs> but, like, it just doesn't go well with, like, the Halloween franchise. But, like, again, I, I do like that song. But um, a couple, I, I, again, what Zombie did is that he shot the film in the same place the, uh, the original was shot in, in South uh, Pasadena, California. And this was where the original film was uh, shot. When Laurie notices Michael, like in this one, when her and the other two girls are sitting inside the library and they're looking out the window. I, I don't I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't know Laurie's, I don't know her real name. Oh, the like, actress? The, yeah. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I've been meaning to bring her up. She was great in this. I liked her a lot. No, she was good, but I don't think she's ever become anything after that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, m maybe she had small things, or, may or maybe I just don't, maybe I just haven't watched her movies. Um, but again, so they're looking outside, and Michael's outside, and he's standing in front of Lori's original house from the original film. Um, also, Lori's house is located on the same street that Jamie, Nancy, and um, that, sorry, that, uh, that Lori Strode and Annie and Linda are all walking down the original film. Oh, wow. Uh, when Michael Myers drives by them in the station wagon. Yeah, no wonder, because that really looked like uh, straight up the same scene, but uh, swapping out the characters. Yeah, so again, like, it, it shows how much, like, he's like, he cared about it. He's like, I want to put this... I'm, I'm sure Rob Zombie had some say in that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, William Forsey, he was all beat up in the movie. Um, I didn't really... He wasn't... Originally, I just read that his leg... He broke his leg um, right before shooting. So originally his leg wasn't supposed to be broken, but they added that in with his broken arm. Hmm. So, yeah. That was something new that, that came out of nowhere that I didn't know about before. Yeah, and a cool little touch too was um, how um, the mask... Because again, he didn't have to you know switch this up. He could have had Michael find the mask at a hardware or whatever store again. Um, this time, you know it's a little silly that the boyfriend just randomly had this mask, but I like the touch that... 15 years later, when Michael goes back to his house, he finds it underneath the uh, the floor, and then it's, like, all worn out and beat up. So that, that's pretty cool because it, it adds, like, to the mask, and, like, you know, it just goes with the overall dirty and, like, grungy feel of, like, the whole yeah. movie. So, um, yeah, I like I, that. I like that the mask was good and like the original, but changed up enough for it to fit, fit in with the movie. Yeah, I, I get that boyfriend. Like I said, I mentioned earlier, earlier too, like, he played such a, such a small role. I don't know if they're making making him out to be a dirtbag, but I thought he was a pretty cool guy. Yeah, but he called Michael Squirt, though. Yeah, but like he, <laughs> he was just like, I think he was trying to be like friendly with him. Yeah. Like he's like, it's like, all right, you're, she, she's not taking you trick or treating because I'm about to bang her, but like, it's like, I don't think he meant anything bad or like was wrong it him, about it. Was it him or Linda's boyfriend he killed with the bat? Uh, him. Him? Oh yeah, that was just again uncomfortable to watch, and like you feel like. Like wrong, like I'm not supposed to be enjoying this. It's like it's not like glamorous, like other ho uh, horror movies. Rob Zombie really makes it look like you're witnessing a murder. <laughs> well, you, you you see his foot like twitching. Yeah. Like at, at, after he hits him, so so you see that he's still alive, and yeah. then you see like again, um, yeah. So that was again. I don't think he he might have been the first like non first person that did nothing wrong to Michael really. That got killed by him. I mean, indir again, indirectly, he's the reason why. Yeah, why he can't go trick or treating. Yeah, yeah, but a hundred percent. But um, yeah. So altogether, like I, I like the gory and brutalness that, that they brought to this movie. I, I, I like the comedy that that was added to it. I 
thought the acting and music was great. Um, I liked how he put his own half in the beginning and how he's slightly changed up the second half. So altogether, again, I, I, I get this movie like a solid 8 out of 10. Yeah, and also, like I say, he, if, if um, I had to rate it. and he makes Michael sympathetic somehow, which is like, um, you know, it sounds like it's impossible to do, but... Well, that, I, that's because you add the backstory, and that's because you yeah. add, like, the type of home that he grew up in, like, and, yeah. and his, his stepfather, you know? And not just that, um, hearing him talk as a kid and hearing him, you know, wanting to, to trick-or-treat, like, verbalizing, like, like oh, um, I want to go home, where, um, mom, like, uh, talk to his mom, like, the ex- exchanges with him and his mom, just seeing, like, the human side of him, even if it's him as a kid... It just helps so much with like, with like, you know, actually, again, going back to what I was saying, make the movie like a tragedy and, and make you like, you know, feel more for the characters. Like, yeah, Michael's, you know, piece of shit, you know, brutal, evil guy. But at the same time, you like still somehow like could, could like feel bad and, and just like think that like, you know, it shouldn't have been this way. Things could have been different. So um, e- even though it doesn't, it's not very accurate to like always equate like a broken home with becoming a psychopath, whatever. Um, in, in this case, it just helps with humanizing Michael. Um, it doesn't help with explaining why he does things, but it does help with, with um, you know, you just feeling for him. So I, I like that we got to see Michael as a kid and, like, he talked. Uh, it would have been a mistake to make him a mute or something or, like, a quiet kid or, like, very emo. But you could tell that it was, like, a, a kid that wanted to be a kid and, like, you know, do kid stuff and, and, and tried his best to, like, have fun and, you know, just had his problems. The whole killing animal thing lets you know that no matter what, you know, what happened to him, He's just a bad person, but in, in general, you just, you know, you feel for him way more in this than you do in the other ones, because, you know, you really never got, got to know him. Well, I, I, I don't want to, I, I feel like, I feel like you just say it a little there too, maybe you didn't, I definitely did it before. I feel like sometimes I have things that I want to say, but I don't want to offend people. Like I said, I, I don't know, like, again, with the whole broken home thing, it doesn't like, doesn't mean you're going to become a horrible person, but it definitely could add to it. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, it, and again, like what I said before, like I kind of took back what I was saying about like being a stripper, being a bad job that can make you miserable. Like I said, I, I don't want to say that because, you know, again, like I've, I've been to strip clubs before. Like I said, I'm sure they're all, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of decent strippers, but like I said, I'm sure again, they're out there ma- making money for their families. And you know, I, if I could go out there and I could make, a thousand bucks a night or whatever they're making whatever amount of money they're making good for them but again it must for the average person ha- having to do that must not be the easiest thing you know mm-hmm. so again so i'm not knocking anyone when i say coming from a broken home can make you a psychopath or come or being a stripper might not be the job that you're looking for but again like at the same time if i'm being honest i believe i believe that like I said, like, um, again, people come from broken homes. Sometimes it's better if you come from, like, a broken home. Like, I, I, you, would you rather be in a, in a, maybe, maybe you're in a shittier home. Like, maybe, like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a better way than and being it's a not, broken and, home. And it's not even a, a financial thing or about, like, a, a status thing. Because um, it's really, yeah. when it comes down to it, it's about neglect and just uh, a verbal abuse and you know, just uh, being like like mean spirited and bullies, like the stepdad that he had, or Judith Myers, which is like no respect in the house, no no uh, sense of like family, like that's really what it's uh, what the message that that it's uh, touching on. So Rob Zombie um, makes us like ask important questions because he also touches on 
on um you know psychiatrists and like the the psychology field failing um their patients yeah. and then you know the the neglect that that the government you know has on like people with uh, mental health issues and how things could be overlooked and you know um negligence could just make things go haywire like michael escape or whatever so in, in general just um just irresponsibility and neglect is what leads to like you know um because you you could have you could be from the richest house possible but if you have mental problems and you're not treated uh, properly you're not you know you don't get the help you need or the support and the love that you need from your family like it's not going to help at all you know you could it doesn't matter where you live it's it's the neglect part and the and the irresponsibility part so they do a good job at like showing us like yeah michael's sick in the head also but look how many people failed him and look what led him to you know be able to do what he did I saw I saw a meme the other day that said like uh, it was someone saying it was not a meme it was a quote by there's a basketball player have you heard of John Wall? Mm-hmm. He um, he was thinking about suicide. He uh, I forgot what happened. His mother died. Um, he got sick and his grandmother died all at the same time. And he said uh, the best thing that he ever did was look at someone and go. I need fucking help. And like, again, he said that that saved his life. So not to get off base for a second, but not really getting off base, but like if you, if you need help or like you see anyone that needs help, it's always good to lend a guiding hand. It's always good to help out. Like I said, it's, and don't be afraid to ask for help because at the end of the day, it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough world out there. Yeah. So again, like it, it's, it's, there are people out there that will that will help guide you and that will help get you through whatever you're getting through. So I I, I didn't mean to bring that into like a depressing thing. No, no but it's true. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's for sure. And and you know this is a brutal like horrendous like ugly like you know uh, slasher movie. But um, give props to Rob Zombie for shedding light on you know these these issues that a lot of people you know are uncomfortable talking about. So. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it calls for you to say something like that, and, and it's true. If you need help, definitely reach out and don't be ashamed. Don't think that you're alone, because um, you know, you, you'd be surprised how much better you feel uh, the second you know you, you talk to one person that, that cares, you know, that wants to help. I feel like some people too. I feel like sorry, I feel like some people think that uh, that they're being a, a burden to someone for asking for help or something like that. Yeah. But I think the right way for to look at it again, um, the right way to look at it is that you're asking for help. So you can survive, so that you can be better. Whether it's you attempting suicide, or if you are just struggling through life and you're miserable all day, like once you get help, the people around you again. It's not being selfish to go out and do that. It's it's again that's helping yourself out, and that's making the people around you feel better too. Yeah. So again, so you're you're helping out everyone around you. But I'm I'm gonna get off this topic for now. But like I said, but like just what we were just talking about. Um, Obviously, um, we do this for we do this because we like having a good time watching our horror movies and stuff. But we are for anyone out there that's struggling. But um, I'm trying to think. I, I don't really have too much more to say about the film, Steve. Do you want to add anything? Um, yeah, just uh, like I said in the beginning, I'm very happy that I didn't watch it for all these years since it originally came out. Because now, um, you know, and the year 2007 it was like you know a year that that you remember still pretty well. Um, and at, the, at that time, it seemed like you were already like in the future, but believe it or not, that, that was already 15 years ago. So it's just crazy to me that a movie that I remember really clearly where I was, who I was with, um, how I felt watching it. Like I said, I remember almost crying when, when uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, uh, Michael's mom, killed herself. Um, 
I remember thinking it was so cool um, seeing him break out, like um, how he got his mask. Like all, all the the scenes hit me the way they were supposed to hit me, the way Rob Zombie wanted it to to you know. He did what he set out to do um, perfectly because I don't think there was anything in this that really doesn't work. Um, my only critique is just uh, the cursing and the you know the over the top dialogue and like when they talk about like really like crazy stuff but at the same time that there are like really crazy people out there so Rob Zombie's probably just showing us something that you know we might not want to see like uh in our movies but it's it's out there you know there are sickles out there that you know do like what they were going to do to that patient um when Michael broke out on um, that girl uh there are sickles like the the alcoholic stepdad that you know say stuff like that about their stepdaughters and stuff so even though it's uncomfortable to watch it's 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 accurate but I still um put that as kind of like a negative if I had to find one it's just how, how much like how nasty the dialogue is but you know that's his style and it doesn't hinder the movie at all and I'm just trying to like find one negative because it's really honestly I like this movie from beginning to end so everything positive from the kills to the way it's shot to the cast to the acting um the the origin story like I always said um I don't really need to know much about Michael but if you are going to tell an origin story like I said this is a great one so um Everything that they they um, tried to do with this movie, I think it worked, and I'm a big fan of it. And I always will be, and I always defend it, and I enjoyed it more this time than the last time I saw it. So. Well, I'll say, yeah, this definitely jumped up my jumped up on my list a little bit. Like, I definitely ha had Halloween four and seven above this, and I think, I think I thought Halloween ends at Halloween Kills was better than this too, but I don't anymore. Like I said, going back and watching this, like I said, definitely it goes one three, and then this now. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta look at my list again, but this definitely moved up a lot, like at least two spots. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But like again, um, again, guys, uh, my uh, we're gonna do my film recommendation again. Um, nice and easy one. Um, a lot of people don't like this movie. I do. I don't think it's anywhere near as good as the original. But like I said, I like Rooney Mara a lot, and I thought Jackie Earl Haley did a decent job. Being Freddy Krueger, um, obviously you know what movie I'm talking. I'm going to say now, but uh, again, nobody was going to replace Robert England. But I thought Jackie Earl Haley did a good job doing his version of Freddy Krueger. So again, I don't think I need to say it now, but Nightmare on Elm Street, the 2010 remake, um, which again I don't think is anywhere near as good as the Halloween remake. I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as the Friday the 13th remake. It's right dead in the middle. But uh, Steve. I'll recommend my, my favorite remake. Um, actually, no, this is my, my new favorite remake. Uh, so I'll recommend my, recommend my second favorite remake as of now, uh, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003, which I saw first in the original in theaters. And again, another movie that's nostalgic to me and, and I remember who I was with. And you know that one I actually saw in theaters. Um, you know, like it just brings me right back. So same thing, a cool remake that everything was done perfectly and um, you remember like exactly how you felt watching it because that's what this movie does good uh, a really good job in um, Rob Zombie's Halloween is just making you feel things uh, you know you feel sad you feel discomfort um, you feel like uneasy um, depressed like this movie is like a roller coaster uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween and I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 is pretty good at doing that too um, it's a very emotional movie um, and not like in a sad way but like in a you know all types of ways like especially with the Arlie Army as the is that his name the guy from Full Metal Jacket 
Is he in that one or is he in the second one? Oh, yeah, he, no, he, he's yeah, in that one. He plays yeah. the sheriff, right? Yep, yeah, his scenes really have you feeling like tense and like uncomfortable. So, another. He's also great in that movie, uh, Saving Silverman. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was great in that, yep. So, same I thing. Uh, Rob Zombie Halloween, um, emotional roller coaster in a good way. Um, same with 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What's his name? Plays Leatherface in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, 2003. Andrew Bernarski, I think his name is. Yeah. He's a, he was a big actor in the early 90s. He was in the program. He was in Batman Returns. He was in a Hudson Hawk with a Bruce Willis. He was oh, also in no Street idea. Fighter. Wow. He was that, that movie I mentioned nonstop last time, um, Higher Learning. He plays a skinhead in that. So again, like he necessary roughness. I'm, I'm looking over his film, filmography right now. So uh, again, um, and he was in, a, I, I think I said Any Given Sunday. But like I said, he was in a bunch of things, and yeah, I, I used to like him a lot. He played, um, what was his name in the program? I closed out my site. Uh, Latimer. He played the steroid, the, the guy huge on steroids that throw the, hits his head to the car window because he's psyched because he got fir- first string. But uh, I didn't even know that yeah, he did all that. Yeah, no, he he was uh big. Um, oh, you know what's funny? Him and him and do you know Miguel A. Nunes Jr.? No, he's. If you would know him, it would probably be from Juana Man. Um, he's also in Friday 13, Part 4. He's in Return of the Living Dead. He has a little horror resume going there. But him and Miguel A. Nunes Jr. are in a bunch of scenes together in Street Fighter. Because he plays Zangief, the Russian. And Miguel A. Nunes Jr., I forgot the name of his character, but they're kind of like a duo in that movie. But again, if you, it, also, I'm going to recommend Street Fighter. If you haven't seen Street Fighter, go uh, <laughs> go watch that. I'm just letting you know. But uh, again, thanks for listening, to guys. Um, go to our podcast. I mean, go, go to our Instagram page, Be Afraid Horror Podcast. Also, like I said earlier, try to shoot over, watch our YouTube video while you watch it. Leave some likes and comments. Let us know what you want to hear. Uh, remind me in the comments to tell you about that second movie. Um, also, go under our Spotify. And also Apple Music and leave some five star ratings to be highly recommended for some high ratings. And thanks again, guys. We will see you doing next time when we discuss Halloween 2, which we probably will not be uh, as excited about talking about. But again, like I said, we, we, we also have to, um, we got to find the, uh, the glimpse of light inside each film, you know? <laughs> it's going to be hard right, for have that Have a good one. day, guys. <laughs> All right. See you next time, guys. Be afraid.